Hello, neighbors. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> What was that? <laughs> um, It's been a while, so I'm a bit nervous. Yes, Katie's. Uh, she's got the jitters right now. Uh, welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. And where have we been, Katie? We've been just hanging about, enjoying, <laughs> enjoying activities. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think work should be done in sprints, and. It never works that way. We just keep doing marathon working, just like just keep working, 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 and then once we took a break, it just lasts. <laughs> like I haven't done a YouTube video in now I think around two months. Yeah, and just the thought of restarting something. Like to be honest, I I did YouTube video for maybe four or five years straight. Yeah, two videos a week. Yeah, that was intense. But what I was what I was telling you earlier was that. At that time, I was in the zone. It didn't like you know when you're in the zone, guys. Lately, at this age, <laughs> today we're gonna go on tons of tangents, okay. right? Yeah, uh, we have no agenda today. But like activities that put you in the zone, like YouTube for me, like five years ago when I was thinking about it. Oh, maybe yeah. I should put play this joke. Oh, maybe I should do this <laughs> recipe. Oh, yeah. Then we could introduce that. Yeah. It was like a flow state for yeah, so long. Yeah, we were just focused on that. Yeah, and now the river has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so now it feels like I'm pushing a uh, one-ton boulder. Up, it feels up, like uh, so much work. Yeah, upstream. So, uh, yeah, but I told myself January, and now that's moved to February to restart. After Seoul, yeah, after Korean New Year's, I think we can um, start fresh. Yeah, I like cooking and I like teaching cooking videos, but the video editing. Uh, that's just yeah. That's that's. It's not that the editing is not something that interests you. You know how some people like they yeah. get a lot of joy and satisfaction from improving their editing skills, or they or they go in the zone. Yeah, in their editing. Yeah, yeah. Like and then their editing skills get really really good. Yeah. But then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for <a> future neighbor. <laughs> but this is something that I realized. Um, I think two years in, I was like. You know what? I think my recipes are getting better, but the overall aesthetics of my video is like still in five years ago. Yeah, yeah, when creators actually It's were not on getting YouTube. better. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I think I. But um, I realized that that's not your focus. It's not something that you're interested in improving. Yeah, I never started YouTube. I always saw YouTube as just a channel to share. I wanted to teach people how to cook. It yeah. was coming from an authentic place because I didn't want to show people. How fancy I can show myself cooking! It wasn't about me. It was like about the substance. Yeah, the about teaching itself, yeah. the recipe itself. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted other uh, idiots like me to learn how to cook Korean food yeah. without looking like an idiot. There was a time when I really pushed you to up your editing skills, oh, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I really pushed you. So like one time you really really planned ahead how I'm gonna put the camera angle, all these different B rolls, and I think it took forever for you to film that video. And after that, you were like, "That's it, not doing that anymore." Yeah, but the video did come out really well, yeah. but it didn't necessarily correlate with more views. <laughs> Yeah, like I I set up one video so it looks like I'm walking over to the kitchen and then I pull out a knife and then I have to like take the camera down and then position it from a different camera angle and so it looks like I'm walking to the cutting board and I was like, what am I doing? I just spent 30 minutes trying to look aesthetic. I was like, f this, we're going straight to my style. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it was a good experiment. Otherwise, I would have kept pushing you. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I saw it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> but maybe there are people who are still interested in potentially like starting a YouTube channel for people who don't know. But I think the current like where YouTube is at now is, you know, most of the big money and the big media companies have like YouTube has become their main channel of reaching an audience. And so the expected quality is like too high. Yeah. And so if you're like starting off, it's really hard to get discovered. And the algorithm itself, it's like restaurants in Korea. If you do really well, the restaurant will get popular and it'll get red hot. The algorithm will pick up your video and like suggest your videos to a lot of people. And you think that, oh my God, You'll maybe I can make a full-time job out of this. And then immediately you run out of favor. And then all of a sudden your views come crashing down and you come back down to reality. And yeah, then, the thing is you can't really predict or know when YouTube will start unfavoring you. Exactly, exactly. That's the risky part. Yeah, and then you get a big ego when it picks you up being like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was about substance. It wasn't about the camera angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's why you see a lot of creators that you followed maybe from um, five or four years ago. You don't see them putting up as much content because, uh, yeah, there's just too much like big money putting out like real production value. And the sad thing is, is like when the big companies come out, putting content on YouTube is most likely a it's it's not a profit maker. It's just to be in front of their potential customers. Yeah, like potential a marketing buyers. tool. Yeah, it's probably negative. Um, you know, given the amount of money they put in to make a series of videos and then the v- the views, you know, it's just they stop. So, or I'm sorry, they don't stop, but they don't care that it's losing money because they got a big bank. So the dynamics are different now. Anyway, uh, before we go on, uh, this episode is brought to you, of course, by... I go to Dar. That's right. Lately, one thing that I've really been using and I, and I still think is wonderful, guys, is korea hangover drinks uh during christmas and during new year's we've been going around to our friends houses for some uh some parties and seriously that thing is a lifesaver like i drink a lot we start the night i'm sorry i don't drink a lot i can drink a lot and then you know like when we met up with um that friend yeah friend your, your friend i think we had like Maybe. I think you, you you two had 10 bottles of soju. I have never drank that much. <laughs> Maybe the last time was like that like was in high school, like drinking that much. Yeah. But the vibe was right. Oh. We hadn't like, you know, kind of drank in a long time. Yeah. Like 10 bottles of soju. We came back to our house. We bought more beer. And then. Um, it was just a soju night. Yeah. But, uh, you know, take the hangover drink. And what the hangover drink does. I forgot that I'm I'm trying to do a advertisement here. I was just going off in a different tangent, but <laughs> please the, stay focused. What the hangover drink does is that it prevents you from having that like splitting headache uh, hangover or the ones like I've had ones where like of course like you're throwing up the next morning like if you like I drank up to like 10 soju bottles at night the next day you feel a little bit groggy and of course you have a little bit of a dry throat but you can still function. Like, I could still go to work. Like, I wouldn't be, like, 100% on, but yeah. I would be at, like, a 80%. And that's what that drink is. And I think it's seriously a lifesaver. Morning care um, yeah. is very popular. And then there is a condition 
Uh, and then the third one is the original one by uh, it's called Don Eight Hundred Eight. But then the Don Eight Hundred Eight one, it 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 tastes too much like Korean Oriental medicine. So I, I I don't reach for it that much, but condition and yeah, those two are the most popular. Morning condition care. and morning care. Yeah, those are like just I, I think it's condition. Condition. The funny thing is through Gochujar, like um, we sometimes uh, export these hangover drinks to countries where you're not allowed to drink, which is hilarious to me. Like to oh really? Yeah. Like what country? Like some Muslim countries, yeah. They order from us, but I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so Yeah, actually, maybe I shouldn't say too much, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people want to enjoy life. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so go check those out. Uh, we have tons of other stuff. And I think one other thing that I realized now that this is... All right, we're finished with the advertising. Well, actually, is there something from Gochichar that you wanted to, like, um, share with our neighbors and... Uh, one sure. of my favorite go-to items is the Dalba sunscreen. I know. <laughs> Why do you wear sunscreen in winter? Right now, there's like snow falling. Right I love now. that sun. You know, you get. Uh, you need to protect your skin from all the blue rays from the computer. You know, you're in front of the computer all the time, and also the sun. There's sunlight in the winter too. So the, uh, you're actually very, very advised to put on sunscreen all seasons. This would be hilarious that if the best way to get kids off of their computer and their smartphones is what if our face tanned as much from Blu-ray as from like the natural sun? Like if you go to the beach, you get like a bikini tan, but yeah. let's say you're in front of the computer for too long yeah. and you turn like bright red and you get like sunburned to the max. That would <laughs> be hilarious. You go to school and they'd be like, let me guess. You were playing like law last night or, you know, you were watching Netflix for too long. It'd be hilarious. That's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Well, with so with someone without a sense of humor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. But I like their sunscreen because it's really smooth and it just feels like you you didn't put on sunscreen. Do most do most like of your friends too put um, sunscreen during the winter too? Yeah, all the girlfriends that I know they must be putting sunscreen. It's like a must. It's uh, just you don't put anything on your face, so you're from the medieval times. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about medieval, look at the back of your uh, foot. Like you said, it's the Sahara Desert right now. <laughs> Opa, can you please protect my um, femininity? Sure. sure. <laughs> I'll pretend to edit that. Daniel, don't edit it. Just put it up. <laughs> I'll pretend it's just so cold and like my my skin is so dry. So like, but you have that weird um sunkyok or the preference of you like to um you like that mini pain where if your fingernail has a little bit of a crack, you like to peel away at the the peeling uh, skin. Why yeah. you do that? It's not that I enjoy the pain. It's like it keeps bothering me. So you it's like to pull smooth, away the so skin I wanna on your pluck fingertips? it out and make it like smooth. Oh. Yeah. But I always see you doing that. No. But I also do it when I feel like nervous and under stress. It's just like subconsciously I'm doing it before I even realize it. Kitty, what should we discuss? There are plenty of things. Oh, you we were can. talking about how like like at the beginning you how YouTube was like the the agenda mm -hmm. and it was like what was all on your mind. Mm -hmm. But then you said you've 
something else has captured your mind oh, lately. Oh, right, right. You shouldn't talk more about it. I mean, we kind of hinted it on the previous episode. Yeah, we talked in the last episode about aping into NFTs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, lately our mindshare has been so much into looking into the world of NFTs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the moment I wake up in the morning, the first thing that greets me is, hello guys, this is uh, another YouTube channel from the coming with the NFT verse or whatever. And I go, oh, today the ape kids, whatever, all this going, oh my, what's, what's the new hot NFT? <laughs> oh, this is, the, this is my good morning. Good morning um, show. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in this space right now. And so a lot of times what I think about is like, you know, what's the best um, place or what's the best use of my time? Of course, at our age, thinking about how to sort of build financial independence or increase it is, of course, of you know, in anyone's top three. So, <laughs> so with NFTs, yeah, we, um, if, yeah, we we've had some fun. Uh, we were able to flip some. I think we got tremendously lucky mm -hmm. in the example that we brought up last time, and we, yeah, we made it. I think we made a significant amount of money. Well, relative. I mean, it's nowhere like crazy, but we used it, yeah. and then I didn't get to see the benefit. You're like, "Oh my god, we did this!" And I was like, "Excuse me, we? Ooh, ooh, excuse me?" And then you're like, "Give me half." <laughs> She's straight up, "Give me half, give me half." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, my wife, this is like a you know, open sea charges what like a two point five percent tax on the on all transactions." My wife takes the other forty eight percent right there. Uh, that is what the uh, couples are for, Daniel. Yeah. So Katie got uh, half of that uh, proceedings, and then she um, she paid down a 10-year debt. Yeah. How did that feel, Katie? It feels like all your dead skins are falling off from you. Dead skins falling off? How many other debts do you have on your skin? <laughs> or you mean like the weight off of your shoulder, right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. No, we had fun with that one. And so... Like, I think because we got lucky, actually, I don't say lucky, but maybe the, just the stars aligned and we were positioned and we made the right call. And then, uh, yeah. And so from there, we, we kind of were falling deeper into the NFT and we want to replicate that success. Have we replicated again? No. No, not <laughs> yet. Not yet. But I think this year of... Um, You've uh, been tinkering a lot with the NFT. Yeah, we, we say the word tinkering a lot because... Um, I love this quote that what uh, smart people do on the weekends is what the masses will be doing in 10 years. And I don't want to be like... On a day-to-day. On a -day. Yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, what do you do after work? And I think for a lot of people who made a lot of money in crypto, uh, we moved over to... Like, because the crypto markets are kind of, let's say, flat or a little bit going downwards at the moment. We're always looking for more alpha. And so the next... The next level of risk is uh, doing NFTs. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's where we're spending a lot of time. And I realized a couple of things. Number one, I stopped giving myself a hard time about productivity. I realized the importance of tinkering time. Because a lot of times, if I'm, like, looking into NFTs or, like, looking into DeFi and seeing, like, yields and, and just, like, you know, experimenting with different stuff, the whole day passes and then i'm like oh my god there was so many stuff that i have to do with coach jar there are so many other things that i need to do mm -hmm. and it feels like i'm just messing around not but doing then, work yeah but then this these like 
yeah, this time of tinkering leads to like seeds of opportunity later, but it's hard to see while you're doing it. And I always beat myself up about it. So I, I told myself consciously to stop doing that. That tinkering is in some ways like work. It's an investment. Yeah, it's a time investment. So, so, uh, so that's something that I started to change my thinking about. Tinkering yeah. is part of work. Now, of course, if you're tinkering, oh, and part of tinkering, <laughs> which is so, yeah. So, okay. So there was two areas we talked. One of them is, of course, looking at the D, um, NFTs, and then of course, like looking at DeFi products, tinkering with that. And then the other thing is, so I don't know if this really counts as work, but I started to play games again. <laughs> yeah, this might sound ridiculous, but. There's like the whole uh, metaverse games that are coming up, and I feel like if I want to be intelligent uh, or intelligent about it, I need to see like how uh, metaverse games or uh, crypto games how they incorporate NFTs and like how different aspects yeah. um, of gamification are being used. Which means I have to play it. It's <laughs> it's not enough to just read it about a report. Yeah, and so. Um, so yeah, but I realize I don't like games that much because oh really from someone who was playing the game until two a.m. last <laughs> night yeah yeah no but a certain <laughs> type of games certain type of games yeah and then I also bought you the Nintendo Switch yeah so. I finally got it and then I started playing the Animal Crossing it's really fun yeah. I love how cute that game is it's just like perfect for me what's great about Animal Crossing is that it's it feels like a game which which you feel like would be too young. Or it's too juvenile? No, it's a stress relief for me. Yeah, but it's really fun. Yeah, and it's quite dynamic and there's always new things coming up, new people visiting my island, new tasks that I have to do to keep the island happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's a role-playing game, but it's kind of like a little metaverse like you have your own world, you build it up. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think it. what I really... was kind of interesting was like animal crossing there's no violence or nothing that boys would like but for me just being a good neighbor and getting like points for um planting picking and picking up, up, up animals p- or picking up apples and picking up uh pockets of weed and cutting yeah. down wood and helping that nook nook build a <laughs> general store it's like it rewards you for being a good neighbor yeah a good citizen and yeah. uh, gamifying that is hilarious yeah I go fishing and then what's the sound? Oh my gosh. All right, guys. Katie does the best. Um, <laughs> what's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, how do uh, they speak? <laughs> this is the language they speak in my island. So if you haven't played <laughs> I don't Animal think people Crossing, will get what I, what I you, say, though. Or, I don't know if we're playing the Korean version, but. Animal Crossing, the characters, they don't speak like they don't get. Yeah. They speak like. Yeah, they talk like that. And then the subtitles come out. Oh, I think they did it on purpose so that, you know, they don't have to record like 10 different languages. Oh. They just go. Burr, burr. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That, ma- that still makes me laugh. How about you, Katie? What are you, what are you tinkering with? Or are you tinkering with anything? No, speaking of NFT, we also yeah. had uh, some decisions to make because I work like in my company, like um, I think a new blockchain division opened up and then they wanted, um, right? yeah, they basically opened positions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically opened for anybody to 
like apply and join. Mm. This is uh, just internally the company, and then I had a really difficult decision to make because, um, like, and all actually, it was actually more specifically NFT platform um, development. Yeah, it, uh, moving forward. Like all companies are going to develop an NFT marketplace because so many people, uh, millennials, especially in the 30s, uh, 40s, anyone who really likes digital things are buying. And, you know, you can you can make money by taxing the transaction. And so right now, uh, a platform called OpenSea has nearly a monopoly on the entire place mm. but like i would like why wouldn't apple amazon facebook yeah. and like your company is a big tech company and they yeah. want to make their own nft marketplace so they're investing into it already and then since we're tinkering with it at nighttime and we're in our own bubbles like yeah oh my gosh katie look at this one yeah oh look look the utility is this and that and like we're so absorbed in our tinkering space like we think it's a great opportunity yeah. because they're asking okay who in the company right now would like to move over to this nft sideline of the of business, business that they're going to create this new business line yeah. and like no one in your company seems to be that interested i mean for me it just seemed like a no-brainer to move yeah but then Oh yeah, like the, the the level of excitement is not the same amongst like most people, I here, guess. I'll drop another quote for you. The future is already here, but it's not evenly distributed. <laughs> right? The people who are not tinkering, it's already here, but then they realize it later. That's yeah. I mean that's that's just the way it is. Yeah, but uh that this was something that's still on my mind is do I want to move or not? Because there's like uh yeah, quite a few things to consider. Oh, yeah. And you recently got promoted. And then your boss is like, Katie, you're a strategic part of the team. And uh, through this promotion, <laughs> we hope that, you know, you'll rise I as know, a leader. That, this and was then, like a unexpected surprise. So I was like, now I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard to make a decision. The, the true capitalistic way would be like, take the promotion, make sure that it registers into your monthly um payment so that it marks leaves a mark on your tax bill so that when you go to the next company when they ask what your minimum what your regular salary is you tell them the the increased salary and then immediately move but then i don't know we had like a debate about this um yeah. you feel like uh actually why don't you tell them your point of view no for me i feel like maybe the new team that they're um, constructing right now it's mm. kind of like too early mm. and um, apparently it's, it's just quite messy right now yeah so um, maybe better for me to stick to this current team for a little while mm, that's not bad until they get like the uh kind of like all the the base yeah. stuff done and so that you're not like jumping into like a maelstrom of mix-up of roles and responsibilities and stuff like that oh and then uh, I think I'm, I'm kind of staying hopeful that there might be more like tr cross team opportunities. Yeah. The future. So in this aspect, I'm really jealous that you built up the ability to code and kind of coding. What I was like preaching a long time ago was the new English that if you know how to code, like it it's just so funny because Daniel is the one who first introduced me to the coding world. 
Yeah. And then he was apparently you wanted to go to this boot camp in the US. The route that you took would and, have been then, the route that I was setting up for myself. Yeah, and then I ended up going. <laughs> yeah, but I got like this self-satisfaction out of seeing you strive in it and like you really doing well in it. I think to be honest, if I put my mind to it, I would have been a I think a I think a pretty decent developer, but I don't have a passion for it. I have a passion for business building. And the reason why I knew it was like, even like, uh, let's say seven, eight years ago when I was like on Code Academy and trying to finish the first level of like Python, Python. I would get past hello world. And then the next thing would be like four loops or something and it wouldn't run. And I'd be like syntax error. And I'd be like, where, where, Where did I miss well, the comma? you have to go through the difficult part to enjoy I know, the but, juicy part. But as I was trying to learn even the syntax, I was thinking, man, I can make a Korean version of this. This would make good money. How did they make this? Codeacademy.com itself. <laughs> this is interesting. And I found myself thinking about how they set this up and who the team structure was and where did they get investments from. And instead of finishing the even the basic stuff. So... Uh-huh. Like, you know, for someone who finds who f- who finds a, a sense of flow in coding, like give it like 10 years and I would be so far behind. So I, it, it, you know, so that's why I didn't take the route. But you seem to really like uh, uh, gravitate towards that. But, you know, the way that we see it, what is the definition of success? It changes uh, with, of course, with the changing landscape of, of where we work in. And whereas before, a good signaling of success would be working for a big uh, tech firm like Google. Or big corporation. Yeah, or Facebook. But now I feel like where I see it is like someone who is working maybe like, you know, with the introduction of crypto and Web 3.0, someone working for a, um, a decentralized company or who's actively contributing to an open source project And uh, it's like kind of the, you know, how many Git Git commits do you have to an open source uh, protocol like Ethereum or Polygon or something is like the key signaler in this more and more decentralizing space. So wherever the key talent from rising talent from the Web 2.0 is going, which I feel like a lot of it is going to Web 3.0, it's like if you are able to build those skills now, you're already leapfrogging where you could be with web 2.0 like you can like you can learn front-end design for the next 20 years and you'll still not even probably be regarded as like an innovator in the space because there's already been decades and decades of people who are in their 50s or 40s who have just done so much uh, accumulated so much knowledge and insight that it's really hard whereas in emerging technology you get to you know look at Look at where like the biggest Web3 companies are hiring. If you look at the spec sheets, they, they just need someone with like six months of experience in uh, smart contract design wow. or smart contract experience. So anyone who's learning it, and it even six months ago is a leader in this space. And that only compounds every year. Yeah, that was really interesting. I feel like we're in some like career counseling stuff. I got to kind of get <laughs> off this tangent. Sorry, guys. I, I might be falling think, on deaf ears I for know. some people. I think some people are already so bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I think a lot of majority of our listeners are kind of more or less in our age and whatever. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, one of the things, one of the smart contracts that we first... Actually, Katie, you talk about it. Why am I talking for you? Which one? The one about uh, losing weight. What's the first smart contract that you... Oh, the on? one that I'm working on right now is... Um, <laughs> it's like a smart contract where you can um, lock in your money and you set your goal on how much weight you're going to lose in like two months. And yeah. then if you... Um, achieve your goal or whatever that you set up to lose then you can unlock your money and then withdraw your deposits yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm trying to code that into a smart contract yeah you're using polygon yeah mm. we'll, i would yeah i should deploy on polygon yeah, because we said we're only gonna put it a hundred dollars and with gas fees on ethereum i think the gas fees would be higher than the actual <laughs> money that we put in um but the reason where that came about was we we're at climbing and one of our good friends that we go climbing with, similarly, before our wedding, he said, hey, let's make a group bet on how much weight we could lose. That way we can get better at climbing if we're way less. Um, and he proposed the same thing. And then this time I said, why don't we put our bets on a smart, smart, contract. A smart, smart contract? And so we're trying to figure out the details. And oh, But I just, I'm so busy during the weekdays. Yeah, I'm so busy. I wish I can like work on it much faster, but I just like just have the weekend and during the weekdays, I'm just so tired <laughs> after work. Like you see me, like um, after I sign off around seven or eight, we have dinner and I'm just like ah, zombie mode. That's everybody, Katie. And then my eyes are start to hurt, and then yeah. And then your face gets all sunburned from the amount of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm protected from my sunscreen. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's only Remember? I. It's only I. The eye? It's getting burned. No, I have my protection glasses too. Blu-ray protective. Austin translation. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I think that's about that on that. Oh, by the way, last in our last podcast episode, we talked about NFTs and our first experience and why we thought of after that episode, literally for like three weeks until now, I keep getting spam messages. Me too. Hey, Daniel, check out this next NFT. I this don't is know dropping how they soon. find out how about they, us. Yeah, like this, this bots are just... And I was like, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah that's annoying. They're so spammy. So spammy. Ah, but related to tech, to one person that I love talking about like, like financial gains, I, I feel like if you talk about like... Uh, let's say you uh, did a good investment. There's not really, in my in my personal experience, there's not that many people that I think it's good to share with. For me, with the exception of a few very, very close friends, if you talk to anyone in your circle, it only breeds kind of jealousy or it breeds kind of like, uh, maybe not jealousy, but like, man, what am I doing with Comparison. Comparison. And when a comparison comes out, it's like, uh, you like, man, that... Like my friend is always doing so much, but I, I feel like I'm not doing anything. And I don't want that kind of feeling. So I never bring this up. But um, one person that finds, of course, like real fun out of it, real, real thrill is my dad. So when I talk uh, with my dad from time to time, I share with him what's going on like uh, with like crypto and NFTs. And he gets like so much uh, uh, excitement out of it. He's like, NFT? I will invest with you. How much I give you? I go, no, 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 dad. This is like, you have to invest into art. And he's like, art? Okay, I'll do it. I give you money. You do it. How much I get? I'm like, no, 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 dad. It's like, it's like, dad, you, NFTs are like a token of uh, ownership. 
And think about if we walked into the Louvre, into the museum. Dad, do you think you can point out which art piece you think will rise in the next year in value? <laughs> and he's like, oh, stressful, stressful. I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like kind of uh, sharing some of this excitement with my dad because I kind of orange pilled him into crypto as well. And he's seen some fun with that. And so he's always looking for alpha, but he wants me to execute the alpha, bring it back to him. Oh, yeah. Because can you imagine him installing a MetaMask and sending money from a different address? Uh, this is exactly what, actually, this is the reason why I brought up the example my dad was like, one thing that I um, realized was, you know, there is an emerging opportunity in crypto and in this Web3 space, but you have to be almost digitally native to be comfortable. Because it's such emerging technology that it's not UI friendly. And it's actually very stressful and, and anxiety inducing. Waiting for um, uh, transactions to settle on the blockchain. Waiting for confirmations. You know, did you copy it right? Did it settle on your MetaMask? Oh my gosh, how much are gas fees? Oh, like it's we, complicated. It's complicated for us even to learn, right? Yeah. But my, I mean, we've lost quite a few amounts of money in, during the process oh, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there are lo lost coins. But I realized how hard it would be for my dad because this past week, um, my dad was asking me for help in drafting a formal letter. Or my dad was like, I need some help. I was like, okay, just send me the file. And my dad was like, uh... Okay, I'm going to take a, a screenshot with my phone of the document and I'll send it over. I was like, uh, if you want me to edit it. I was it. like, if you want me to edit it, just send me the document. And he was like, okay. And he, you know, took a screenshot of the thing. And I was like, uh, dad, this is like four pages. Like, send me the document. But he didn't, long story short, after like 30 minutes of misunderstanding, <laughs> he had a lot of trouble on not knowing how to attach. <laughs> a, a word document, document <laughs> into an email and for heaven's sake he's not using gmail he's using like outlook oh i see well okay well, we can't still, blame outlook for <laughs> yeah, yeah but still like, what's the difference yeah 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 um just he's just not uh tech friendly so after going back and forth i was like dad what do you mean you've been in business for so long how do you not know how to attach and he's like i just see patience like your sister or whoever's working at the office has always taken oh. care of this. You know, growing up, my dad didn't take classes in Microsoft Word or word processing. He never worked in corporate. He just had like medical and, and in school, you, you wrote in paper and pen. Yeah. And so like he knows how to write an email, but writing, but attaching a document. <laughs> Something new. That's Hagwon level. You got to go to after school tutor for that. <laughs> and my dad didn't go to after school tutor for that. So this is compounded over age. You know, as you get older, you're stuck in time, right? Yeah. Like you're not up with the lingo. My dad is just not cool with attaching something. So he <laughs> sent me the screenshot of the report. And at some point I was like, you know what? Instead of teaching him how to do this, because my dad gets very aggressive if you rush him. <laughs> Daddy, I'll do it. Don't don't teach. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which leads to two hours. I just rewrote the thing. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I just rewrote it in, in, in Word. Oh, from the picture that from he the sent picture you? He sent me, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was like, it was intruding into my tinkering time and something was about to mint and I was like, Dad, okay, I, I'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so he didn't end up sending you that email. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, but then 
He said, "Give me 24 hours, and I'll figure this out." <laughs> oh, 24 hours! <laughs> so the next day, an attachment came. Oh, it did. Yeah, but then he just assumed that my email address was a uh, hotmail too. Oh, <laughs> so he's like, "Why don't you get it?" Oh. I've sent it. I've sent it, <laughs> and I was like, "Dad." <laughs> What is the email address? <laughs> This was after like 10 minutes of troubleshooting. And then he was like, uh, something, something, something at Hotmail. And I was like, it's never Hotmail. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a Hotmail account, Dad. You want to press reply? And he's like, where's the reply button? I was like, dear Lord. Oh, my God. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. <laughs> well, dear Lord. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. And then what this reminded me was 30 minutes earlier, my dad was telling him, how do I download MetaMask? I was like, and don't I don't even start. Well, because I, for, yeah, I, 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 yeah, all of this just to say that, like, I think we take for granted like how easy digital stuff is because we grew up digital, right? Mm -hmm. In the future, maybe our kids or something have a uh, uh, AR goggles and they're able to blink and send emails. But when we turn it on, we blink and we get a seizure, and, and <laughs> we're like, which eyeball are we supposed to blink with? <laughs> because. This seems to be saving it as a draft. I'm trying to send, you know? <laughs> And they'd be like, oh my gosh, my dad is such a boomer. He, like, he's, like he actually uses his finger fingers to send, you know, he uses a keyboard to send things. Oh my God, oh, so yeah. slow, right? And so that just gave me perspective. And, and um, like sometimes I think like the whole crypto space, it seems like the, the, this whole new like coin economy, it seems like it's inclusive, but... For the older generation, I don't think they're going to see that much uh, benefit out of it. So I don't know. It just makes me have these like alternate line of thinking. And but, but in some others, I'm like, fuck that. They had real estate when they were growing up. That they had their time to make money. It's our time, baby. Woohoo! Cha ching! <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, and by the way, by the way, if you're listening, I'm kind of exaggerating about like making NFTs and crypto space like easy way to make money. No, you have to spend time into it and you have to really want to make money and be focused in order to execute and get money. So so when I'm like saying like, oh, cha-ching, cha-ching, it's not like that. Yeah. Because I'm- Yeah, because you're making everything sound Yeah, I'm making so it easy. sound too easy. No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah. Uh, like anything else in life, you have to focus because there are like people like me who are like really focusing just to make profit. Whimsically, you might get off one-off win Or you're gonna lose to the casino, right? Yeah. Did you make any money off of NFTs personally? No. Uh, She's taking too long. No. <laughs> so. So that's what I mean. We're still learning, right? So let's not fake the funk. Um, yeah. Well, this was kind of interesting. We, I feel like I took too much airtime though, Katie. There's a lot of listeners who who like to listen to your sweet voice. So, you want to give me another? <laughs> um, we went snowboarding how did you like uh snowboarding earlier is your oh, is that big big um, bruise on your butt healing all right snowboarding is so hard <laughs> it's so hard I, i don't get it <laughs> you know you almost got it like The reason uh, this is your second time snowboarding, yeah. and you actually came down the mountain. Like we went to Yongpyeong Resort, which is um, about a three-hour drive from Seoul. 
it has uh, a route called Rainbow. And one of my friends told me that this was the longest route in Korea, or maybe the first or second longest route. But after Katie was able to stand in the beginner, I was like, all right, I think you're ready to step up. Let's go to intermediate. And then what happened? And then, okay, we took this cable car to go to the top of this longest trail in the Korea. <laughs> Even the cable car took like 10 minutes to get to the top of the mountain. When we got off, this gusts of wind. And it's just so cold. And I can even like, it was such a clear day. So somehow, I'm pretty sure I saw the, the, the East Sea too. I yeah. could look because we, yeah, we, we were the, so high we up. We saw the ocean from yeah, the mountain. Yeah, we could. It was really high up. Yeah. It was really high up. I mean, it was great view, great air, but just, oh, the thought of going down that, that, that hill, downhill kind of scared me. But, you and my brother, so we took my brother too on this trip, and yeah. you two went down first. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to take a little break because before that I already like got so tired out, fell down so many times. So, yeah. And then, and soon after they came back up for a second try. And then this time I joined, and then I'm like, here I go. And then, <laughs> oh, this trail is endless. I was like, I thought I did already like, 30 minutes and it's you say it's like only 10 percent done i'm like oh my jesus how am i gonna make it to the end and then i took so many breaks and no, but i was proud of you because you you did a hard thing and next time we go really snowboarding next time we go snowboarding and you're on an easy route you can be like i finished rainbow i can do this so yeah but i didn't know that like okay do you remember they flew the drone <laughs> because all right so uh, so because katie was like falling literally like maybe every 10 meters like a, even a ski patrol was like hey guys how are you doing and i'm like i think we're doing fine i was about to say <laughs> please take me help me out but they he cut me off <laughs> oh i mean it's for our self-esteem you want to be that person strapped up into that i have no shame about into it that sled and then in the patrol oh, why not? like a snow i have no shame like a snow dog you want to be carried away down to the thing don't mind no, it no you can go down and so <laughs> and then like i think 50 percent way down um we, did, we saw a drone and it <laughs> was, was following, following me <laughs> and i was so see. strange i was like i got offended that <laughs> yeah. i was like i think this drone is looking at us because um like let's get going <laughs> Actually, I was thinking maybe the drone was calculating like um, through AI or something. Like, how long has this person been on this ski slope? No, 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 no. I'm not maybe. that significant. Yeah. No, I don't think. No, it's kind of hard for me to think that the drone would like actually focus on particular person like that. Oh, yeah. It was just like they caught us. Yeah. Just the while or maybe they use the camera to, to zoom in on your face and uh, and try to analyze if you're smiling or crying. <laughs> yeah, but you got down, and uh, yeah. I think you got the basics of snowboarding. Like I was trying to teach you how to carve; it might have been too much for your the second thing is, try. A break a, a big realization that I had was that <laughs> I thought when you go downhill with the snowboard, yeah. I thought you were supposed to switch sides from time to time. Because it was so so much strain on my legs yeah. when I was going down. Ah, so you I mean your lead foot? You thought you like go? Yeah, from, I like, thought that's how the professionals do. Yeah, yeah. Somehow I thought that was like the norm. No. And then and then it clicked 
that they that oh it's people just stick to one side yeah if you're leading with your regular you lead and then you you carve right carve left carve right but your lead foot is always left if you're regular and you just keep yeah. going down yeah but then you're kind of going again like that was a breakthrough moment <laughs> for going, me you're kind of coming down like ball dance leading with the right yeah that's how I, that's really doing, what i thought doing like a one supposed to do Going to the left, doing another 180, <laughs> going to the right, like just doing little many circles all the way down the mountain. <laughs> um, but my calves were burning too because I was. You are really good at snowboarding. Well, you can go backwards well, too. That's well, very impressive. Well, because I didn't want you to beat me up and fight on the mountain, so I was trying to hold your hands and I was oh. trying to go backwards. And lead, and, and then and, we and we could we did even snowboarding together. Yeah, we were kind of like going down snowboarding together. Um, but doing that backwards is pretty tough. And then I didn't realize it, but then when I got home, like my calves were like just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally took us like maybe an hour, hour ten minutes more than to come an down. hour. I was on my tippy toes the whole uh-huh. time trying to prevent you from uh, giving up good job danielle i appreciate it oh we 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 gotta go like one or two more times so that you can get the basic carving down maybe we go to vivaldi or somewhere like closer by and then once you get like the basics of snowboarding we go go to japan go i want to go back to mount niseko oh or um yeah just just pure snow and carving katie carving in snow is like Think about like jumping into like marshmallow, just carving into marshmallow. And then if you're going at a high speed and you carve deep, you get like that residual rainbow of snow that comes out <gasps> from your snow. I need to go with the GoPro and film you. Katie, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to film somebody. You worry about yourself. <laughs> That's why during that trip, I don't have any videos of Daniel of, of snowboarding. I mean, he. I really wanted to film him, but just like <laughs> I, I already feel like a, a like I already feel like a adishi because I have no photos of myself ever <laughs> lately. It's just all photos of Katie and like Katie learning something. <laughs> You're my guardian. Seems like it. Your ta- caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> um but it felt great snow um snowboarding and it was a good time to go with your brother you know yeah i was quite impressed that my brother can snowboard yeah yeah and i th- thought he was kind of same level as me and we were actually considering taking lessons oh right right no 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 he doesn't need lessons he's fine um and then the kids there was like I went down towards the skate park just to like get on a few fun boxes and try to go yeah. off some ramps. Um, but in Korea, you need a helmet. But I just ignored it and went. And then one of the staff was like, you need a helmet. So I was like, okay. I, I kind of, uh, I went once and then couldn't go back in. But then I was looking at the kids, like young kids doing jumps. Oh, they were so good. On skis, doing like backflips, like doing like 270s. Like, like, um, Very impressive. Like, like a 360 with the tail grab at the end and like it's like wow like man everything you got to start young these kids were like killing it it's really impressed wow i'm sure you used to do it well too no 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 i i I would go off ramps and i would do like rails and boxes but i could never i never went off like at full speed to do like a 360 or anything like that um yeah but i would do it maybe in like um niseko if it's like really nice snow, I wouldn't mind like doing some tricks 
because uh, if you fall, it just boop. You just fall into marshmallow. So whatever. Boop. Yeah, we gotta go again. We gotta go again. In February. Yeah, in February. Neighbors, how about uh, how about y'all? Y'all gotta send in some uh, letters, some points of discussion. If you're having something that you're thinking about, something that's like gnarly in your mind, that you want to talk to someone like a stranger and have their uh, opinions about it, send some of those in. I know some of you guys have done that in the past, and I've replied to you personally because we, we forget a lot of times to talk about it on the podcast. But yeah. I think we can offer uh, our two cents on it. New Year's is, this year is what? What's the animal this year? Black tiger. It's not tiger? It's it's a black tiger? Yeah. Black. Oh, one thing that we were talking about related to this was um, when we were having our house parties. Sometimes in Korea, they'll ask, uh, what's your last name? Of course. And then... Like, for example, the most common Korean last name is Kim. Um, but then they'll ask you, uh, what do you say in Korean? No, Bon. Bon. Like, There's a, like it refers it, to the region where your ancestor, initial first ancestor started. Yeah, so if your last name is Kim, there's like different lineages. And so which lineage, which ties to like what area are... Uh, are you from so what type of kim are you for me my last name is o so what type of o are you and apparently there's only like two lineages of o of o my dad used to tell me this but when i was living in the states <laughs> that went straight out the <laughs> straight over my head I, I retention zero there's not that many lineages for you t- for you right yeah for me there's only one lineage katie is oak yeah yeah. So it's only one lineage. And so in the past, mm. uh, there was a law that said that you cannot marry um, a partner who has like the same lineage, lineage yeah. as you. So let's say if you are, if you were also, if I was also oak and you were oak, uh, you were oak, and then. Well, because Oak only has one lineage, we 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 cannot marry yeah. basically. But then now the law changed, uh-huh. so you can marry whoever. <laughs> so if I'm working at a company and my last name is Kim or Kim, and my lineage is the same, then it's fine. Probably just because there's just so much. Um, um we are just too far down now. Yeah, that there's that, no. Uh, I think part tree. of it was that they, they tracked, uh, would there be like actual problems with the baby from genetics? Uh, but I think, like you said, the population variation or the sample size has become so big that the risk is minimal that they let that go now. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, but I feel kind of like an idiot because your dad asked me recently and I was like, I'm just, oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, but yeah. Sometimes the older generation people will ask you that. And if you know that, uh, you get a lot of kudos. I mean, you you have the chokbo, that book too. Yeah. I have it in our house actually. Do they have it in uh, Western countries too? Uh, with the book with all your like past ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> I mean, it's not even, it's not a one book. It's a series of books. Like I have a... It's a physical book. Yeah, my uncle's really big on like being the historian for our family. 
And he's like, he has a lot of like. There's always one、values. member in the family who's passionate about it,、yeah. and then the rest of the members don't care. So yeah, my <laughs> uncle is really passionate about it. And when I first came to Korea, and like you know, I was just trying to understand at a deeper level about Korea and stuff.、Um, he was like, like Daniel, I'm gonna give you this. You gotta pay me a hundred dollars. I said, what? I was like, book. What do you mean a hundred dollars? What is it?、He's、oh like, my god! It's about your history. <laughs> and you must keep it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I thought he was like sending me some bestseller, you know, some New York best times or Korea best times seller or something. But arrived at my book was like a Britannica set, and all it encyclopedia. Has, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's like seven like encyclopedia sets. And I looked into it, and it's all hunja. It's all like like、oh, uh, Korean letter. like yeah Chinese letters. And I was like, oh "My God, what is this?" So actually, this is so embarrassing. I, I'll never tell my uncle that. But then, like when I was in like young twenties. I like、uh, set up like a piece of like a、uh, like a. What crazy thing did you do with that <laughs> holy book? No, like the pull, like the pull-up bar, and then I would like tape the Britannica books on one side because <laughs> I didn't want to buy weights, and I would just do pull-ups,、uh, bicep <laughs> things with that. So that's it's been on its own utility, but maybe after this podcast, I actually take a look and try to see. Oh, you will take a look. No way. You won't even read that yeah, thing. Yeah, right, Katie knows me well. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go straight to tinkering after this. But、um, it would have been nice. Open up had, a Discord channel. No, it would have. It would have been so. Oh yeah, we have to set up our Discord channel too. Ah, I forgot. Yeah, that's something I gotta think about too.、Um, it would have been nice if that.、Um, what do you call it in Korean again? Takut ano bojin. Chokbo. The chokbo. If they had pictures, but of course, long time ago, of course, yeah. yeah. Then it would make it interesting. What what good does it do if you just have a bunch of names in a in a book? I mean, I know the yeah the the significance of yeah. it. Yeah. To be honest, I've never. I mean,、uh, my family doesn't have that、uh, that carry the book, so it was、yeah. quite so surprising when I saw that you had that that book in、yeah. your house. <laughs> my dad was like, "This is very important." And I was like, "Dad, then." Maybe you take these very important <laughs> books back to America. Why don't you take it? And then, and then he's like, "Oh no, no, no! They're too heavy. It'll be too expensive." I was like, "No, just put it in your suitcase." Like, no, 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 no! You take care of this very expensive thing. <laughs> I love my dad. It's hilarious. Ah,、yeah. uh, like, I love it. Yeah, it's like、uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if at school or at your workplace you see a Korean or um. You see people with, for example, the last name K I M, Kim. There's also people with the that that spell it differently, like G I M. But in Korean, it's all the it's just a um it's just different spellings of the same Korean last name. So those are not two different last names. It's it's all Kim. Like Lee is spelled L E E, but sometimes I've seen it like Chinese style, like L I. Oh, the Chinese are spelling Y I. So that's how you know. Ah, Y I too. So the Koreans spell it L E E. Yeah. But even Koreans spell like like um uh Pyeon. I mean, there's the there's the last name Pyeon, and sometimes it's B Y U N. But then I've seen a P Y U N.、Oh. Right. So if for for someone who's maybe not so familiar, they would think that that's two different last names. But there's not that many last names in Korean. Or is there? I think it's like. Remember,、uh, our friend's daughter was telling us how many there were official. Oh,、uh, I forgot. But 
I think um, it's mostly Kim Lee Park, yeah. and all the rest are very very like rare first names, uh, uh, last names. I've seen like uh, in my current workplace, yeah. I actually see quite like um, surnames that I've never even encountered in my life. Like what? Very unique surnames. I thought mine is unique, but I see some that are yeah, so. Oak unique. is not that common. Like I've seen Pyeon. Which is very unique. I seen Yuk. Yuk. Oh, Why? their surname is Yuk. Like Yukjun. Yeah, so <laughs> unique. And what else? Uh, Jin. Jin is also not common at all. Like Jin Ganjang. Yeah. <laughs> Jin, Pyeon, Yuk. What else? The rest is Park. Park is many. P A R K. Park. Kim, that's very there's common. There's a lot of Kims, but but I I don't know. I think that's uh, I mean, uh, to have all those three in one place is not very common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's a some r- random tad bit for y'all. You guys have a have a great uh, start to the week. If no one says I love you to you guys this week, we say we love you. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, good night. Good night. Or good morning. Or good morning. We all gonna make it. WGMI.